2: Zumo Play.
0: This is Live Bet Sunday on VSN, the sports betting network.
3: We're back for another hour of Live Bet Sunday, presented by BetMGM. Busy sports day between college basketball, the NBA, other topics including the Honda Classic final round now underway with the leaders having teed off, and a lot of moving parts. Uh, they're down in Florida as we welcome you back with Will Hill from the eastern coast, uh, eastern seaboard, I was about to say, east coast in Connecticut. I'm Ben Wilson from Las Vegas. Will, a couple college basketball games about to tip off momentarily. Michigan get gets some late market movement up to six at a couple of books mm. right in the last couple of minutes. Five and a half or six is where the Wolverines will go off hosting Wisconsin in our big marquee CBS game in the Big Ten. And another game that is also about to tip in the American, Cincinnati and Memphis, two teams who have been battling for that second fiddle behind uh, the top team in the league, Houston, throughout the most of the majority of this conference season. Memphis will go off either a five or five and a half point favorite uh, with a 151 and a half total, highest on the board so far from a pregame perspective.
4: Yeah, I mean how about uh, what what's a Memphis Michigan money line parlay pay? Probably around even money. I think both these teams will win. I don't I'm I'm not crazy about laying the five and a half. I think Memphis Beat Cincy the first matchup. They were in control most of the game. Couldn't quite put them away. I, I would think both these home teams get it done. And you know, you were talking about the break about how uh, before the break about how painful Wisconsin is oh. to watch on offense. And even when they beat Michigan, played like 10 days ago. They they played very recently. Wisconsin went a good five six minutes where they could not score a point and went scoreless. So I mean, it's never easy with Wisconsin. So I'm not surprised Michigan's getting bet. It's just boy, that six seems like it's out of range now.
3: That opened five, so it has moved an entire yeah. point on uh, Wisconsin and Michigan, and it, yeah, in the other game too. Yeah, you're looking at the money lines right now. Uh, best you can, best you would have been able to do. Michigan about minus two fifty at close. As for Memphis, in that two thirty to two forty range. You're looking at it, if you wanted a two team money line parlay around even money, but Penny Hardaway coach team and a two team money line parlay will
4: that just <laughs> you're just asking for trouble that's all i will say on uh, on memphis There's a voice of reason this is why we got you here i mean you got to talk me off the ledge sometimes oh. i'm gonna fire in all these games and i need a little i need a little uh watering down sometimes
3: well you did i i like the timing of your golf bet earlier uh, you took eric cole after the first hole it was plus 650 and we've had uh, we've had predictable developments there final round of the honda classic uh, where chris kirk after rolling in a 25 foot birdie putt on the first hole bogey's number two so uh, it's been a a topsy-turvy opening two holes and winds are starting to pick up gusting up to about 15 miles an hour as the leaders go to the par 5 third hole there at the Honda Classic Chris Kirk still a two-stroke lead he was as high as minus 165 in the market after his opening hole birdie he's back down to plus 115 Cole now plus 550 with uh with right you know looking at any of the other potential contenders Shane Lowry Benny on trying to make moves but still way off the pace at 12 to one right now. So Coles, Coles live two back there. Will,
4: let's go. I mean, we've seen crazier things happen. That too can disappear quickly, especially on a Sunday. I've been on the wrong side of those. Uh, We know that for sure. Mito Pereira. Thank you very much. So it should be an exciting (laughs) finish. Oh, don't.
3: Yes. Don't, don't remind those of us who, uh, there, there there's some of us in the studio, not me, but there are some of us between the studio and behind the glass who had bets on Mito Pereira. Uh, last year, somebody the, told me, "Do
4: PT. not watch that Netflix documentary. You will get PTSD." My buddy John. So I was like, I, "You know what? That's, that's that's all I need to hear. I'm going to stay away from it. I do not need to relive that one. That was a tough one."
3: Ah, uh, we've all, we've all been there. The, the as the, with the brides bid. been uh, the other couple of games that we're we're tracking early that are coming down to the wire now that we'll get final thoughts on here from you in a second. Well, uh, once it officially goes final, I give you so much so much credit for sticking to your guns on Ohio State at the half where you, you doubled down, went back in on the Buckeyes, who were up 12 at the half, were 6-point second-half underdogs, and they are up 10. They have just continued to keep Illinois at arm's length. This game never got closer than 3 in the second half, and Ohio State is up 10 right now at the free-throw line, final 40 seconds of the game. And so Illinois about to lose their 10th game of the year, likely dropping onto the 10-seed line with the loss today.
4: Yeah, for all the talk about like analytics and studying the numbers, which I completely, uh, I'm all in on doing. Sometimes you just have a gut. I just had a feeling Ohio State was was due to you know play better. This just seemed like an overreaction of a line. Seemed like they were just daring you to uh, to take the four and a half. So I took them up on that dare and Ohio State's going to get a nice win after what's just been a dreadful season. This is still a team that has some talent. They're better than they've played and. You know, we talk about Georgetown getting a new coach as Georgetown just gets drilled again after coming close. Uh, Ohio State might be looking for a new coach in a couple months too, a couple weeks. That's the thing—the Chris Holtman stretch. It, it's a guy who was so promising in his time at Butler, and
3: you yeah. ask what what happened
4: at Ohio Tales State. Tales all this time; these mid-majors go to these power schools. It happens all the time. It's just—it's a zero-sum game. It's hard to win. It's—it's it's hard to win when you move up. Would uh? Would you? Would you think he would go back to uh? Back
3: to Butler where, you know, Thad, like Thad Mott is back in the game now. Right. Like, could, he just, could, he just, could we just go sort to, of like, reverse time by 15 years? Right. And, I don't know. That'll be interesting for uh, for Holtman. And uh, it, it, will he be fired as Ohio State head coach when you lose 14 of 15 games in a league that is as always is solid, but not nearly the behemoth that it's been in years past? Question has to be answered. And it looks like they are dribbling the clock out. So Ohio State, they push in the second half, just even on the scoreboard. So they cover plus six for you. Uh, will, 72-60 is going to be the final score between Ohio State and Illinois. That game will stay under the 142.5 after pacing very much uh, to the over early on. And Illinois uh, ends up going ice cold in the second half. It's a 12-point win there for Ohio State. So nice double winner there for you, Will Hill.
4: Yeah, makes up for Northwestern in the Northwestern second half over. Uh, I'm watching Milwaukee-Phoenix now. F- Milwaukee up by a couple of points. It's Maybe I'm just too far away from the TV. It's hard to recognize these uniforms. A lot of these teams wear these alternate uniforms. Sometimes you can't even recognize them. Lakers sometimes look like UCLA. Uh, the Celtics, who have like one of the classic uniforms in sports, sometimes wear these black uniforms. It's it's a uh, sort of uh, just sort of a sin to, uh, to to go to these different uniforms. Well, the Bucks are going and now these teams
3: have the alternate courts. So you, but the Bucks have an alternate yeah, court today, which is basically off uh, exactly. Yeah, it's it's meant to mon- It's meant to uh, reflect the shores of Lake Michigan and the in the baby blues. Uh, which yeah, sure, that's it's, it sounds cute in the press release, but you know it's a, it's a basketball game. Uh, it, it's trending to the under. That's uh, that's what my play was there at least pregame. We're at two twenty four and a half on the live total. Suns have worked their way back into the game though. 44, 42 bucks, four minutes to go first half. Well, from the side, I would imagine, well, you'll want to wait till we get to halftime when there's a little more, more opportunity to get a live wager in uh, as the Suns had that horrific start from the field to begin the game. Devin Booker now two of nine from the field, one of four from three, but the Bucks have been very inefficient. 35% from the field, just five of 22 from three and Chris Middleton's struggles continue as they look to work him back into full health. He's just two of eight from the field, has missed both of his three-pointers so far, and neither team really able to uh, look all that convincing on the offensive end. As the Suns now tie the game, so they've erased an early double-digit deficit there, tied
4: at 44. I mean, it's typical NBA. One minute you're up by 15, the next minute you know you walk out Three and you get, you get something to drink, you're looking, where did my lead go? I, I thought I had it somewhere, and uh, you know these leads go quickly in the NBA. NBA size, man, it's a tough way to live. NBA totals... Like I said, props, you could do pretty well if you study them and, and you have a good feel for it. Sides and totals in the NBA night to night, man. Whew, I, I know people that do it every night, and I used to do it every night and bet big money on sides and totals, man. I just I can't do it as much anymore. It's too volatile.
3: I, I'm just a very selective totals better pretty much at this point in the NBA. Like sides, sorry. like I, yeah, Just like, come on, what are we doing? And what well, you notice right. a lot of times in the NBA, you get the huge swings in the sides market because of who is in and who is out. A lot yeah. of times, what will happen, you'll see in the totals market, you will see, you know, the, you won't see the appropriate correlation take place. Where let's let's look at today. The game opens Suns Bucks two twenty seven, gets steamed all the way to two thirty two and a half. Really, on you know, no news other than Giannis Antetokounmpo was was doubtful yet rumored to potentially be in. So the Bucks line moves up to five five and a half. Then Giannis officially rules out. It comes all the way back to the opening number of three. Some books closed as low as Bucks minus two and a half, yet the total basically stayed there. It only crept down a point. Those are the spots I look at, Will, where you don't see the proper market reaction on both sides in total. A lot of times it's only the sides that get appropriately recalibrated, and sometimes you still get some of these bloated totals numbers
4: when the stars remain out. Yep, it's a good point. We see this in the NFL a lot, and I t- I try to take advantage of it. Like a quarterback will get hurt and people are like, Oh, I'm gonna go, you know, bet against this team. Sometimes that line moved pretty quickly. What doesn't move as quickly is those secondary markets, division, odds to make the playoffs. Some yeah. of those stay stale where you can, you know, catch a good number. Uh bet in that way. Do we know how long Giannis is out for? If he was questionable today, is my guess is it's not too lengthy, or are they just sort of being coy well, about it? We're not really sure. That was so bizarre. I, I just
3: assumed Knowing how the team has operated in the past with Dante Kumpo, you have a right wrist sprain. The the X-rays though were all negative. He avoided the you know the bad the broke you know the, a break a worst case scenario. Yeah. So you figured all right that's good news. They'll probably hold him out a week or two, make sure he is at completely 100% full health, and then he plays the next game. Yeah. Which look, Giannis is a, is an absolute warrior. He would play all 82 games and play 48 minutes a game if he was allowed to. The Bucks have gotten better over the years though at. Try, you know, having to be the bad guy, right? Telling Coach Mike Budenholzer, okay, you have to manage the minutes. You, we you know this guy is going to give 110% every single time he's on the floor. So it's hard to know now if, if the wrist injury clearly wasn't as bad as previously thought, but now he has a quad injury and couldn't suit up today. How will the Bucks handle that? It's, it's a, it's a question that's even for someone like me who watches every Bucks game, who follows the team. E- even people close to the organization don't really know. It's kind of a guessing game day to day.
4: Yep. And uh, look, they, they got time to rest them. I don't know how much they'll prioritize seating. I would think they prioritize health, but all things being equal, you'd like to get the, those home games against uh, Boston. You'd like to be at least the two seed. You, know, you don't want to be in a situation where you're, you, yeah, you could drop all the way to the three and have to play at Philly in, in round two. If that's possible, that wouldn't be easy, but I still think they'll prioritize uh, health with, you know, to being a veteran team. They've been there, they've done that. So, I would think, especially after last year losing because of an injury in large part,
3: and and in large part because of not having the, the home court, losing yep. a game seven at Boston Bucks right now, uh, tied in the loss column with the Celtics, but two games back in the win column, having won 13 straight games, Celtics eight and two, in their last 10 as well, Celtics 44 and 17, Bucks 42 and 17, uh, right now as the Bucks lead at 51 46, closing out on halftime. So in our next segment, uh, we will likely get a halftime line for you as that total continues to drop now in the low 220s and uh, the Bucs side has trickled up a little bit to four and a half. Underway in Ann Arbor, early 8-4 lead for Wisconsin. So maybe you could get a discount, Will, after Michigan uh, closed five and a half six-point favorites. We'll see if that manifests And we'll continue to track the rest of the action around the college basketball hardwood and the NBA on a busy Sunday of sports. We'll come back, look for a halftime line in Suns. Bucks also preview the upcoming games at the 3 p.m. Eastern hour with the Nets taking on the Hawks. We'll discuss those games next here on Live Bet Sunday.
2: No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.
5: What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledana, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Six Man of the Year, Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting
0: network.
3: In addition to new shows, VSEN will kick off new podcasts to give every better the insights, tools, and confidence to make smarter betting decisions. VSEN continues to expand its catalog of popular sports betting podcasts to cover every corner of the sports betting menu. No matter what sports you like to bet or how experienced you are, you'll find a podcast for you. The VEASAN College Basketball Betting Podcast has some of the best college hoops analysis around. Breaking down the betting odds, lines, and totals, host Tim Murray hosts three episodes each week with invaluable contributions from alternating co-hosts Matt Humans and Adam Burke. The VEASAN Hockey Betting Podcast featuring Danny Burke and NHL betting expert Andy McNeil. They cover all things hockey twice each week. They're all free and available now at VEASAN.com slash podcasts or ever. You get your podcast. You know, it's also coming soon, Will Hill, the, uh, the VEASAN F1 betting podcast, which I am uh, hosting with Mikhail Miranda, who's here, our audio engineer today. So we record our season preview tomorrow.
4: How about them apples? I got to get my stock before it goes up. I mean, he's going to be a big star, Mikhail. You're already a star. So I'm hopefully I can get some autographs or something, some, some merchandise. Do you guys have t-shirts, anything?
3: Uh, Well, Mikhail does do his own, uh, his own graphics for the show. So he probably does have t-shirts. Uh, I, I would I would venture to guess I am just the conciliary. I don't know anything Mikhail's, Mikhail's our Formula One expert I just I just team up and he goes so uh, look out look out for that in your podcast feeds we will record actually two episodes this week the first first F one race is uh, is next weekend already will so yeah the days only get the only, the mornings only get earlier there's already yeah. soccer to wake up for now we'll have F one uh, with Bahrain uh, the Bahrain Grand Prix starting next weekend so. Yeah, get ready. I remember for
4: that. listening to Michael with Gil uh, a couple summers ago. He gave out a bunch of winners. His analysis was great, so that'll be uh that'll be worth checking out. Absolutely. Yeah,
3: I have a sinking suspicion uh, Michael is going to be uh, he's high on Lewis Hamilton and uh, Mercedes this year. I'll just I'll just I'll just tease that for the podcast uh, coming tomorrow, but uh, check that out in a couple of days. All right, we've made it to the half. Will in game number one, marquee NBA matchup between the Phoenix Suns and Milwaukee Bucks, 53-46 at the break, Milwaukee on top with a really just up and down shooting start for both teams. Updating this box score now as we get to halftime, I mean, you look at it and you go, all right, what time was this game started? Um, oh, yeah, noon noon local. Okay, this makes more sense now. Suns 33% from the field, 5 of 15 from three. Bucks 38% from the field, 6 of 26 from three. Yet they lead by 7 at the half right now, and it is Suns minus a half of the second half. So Bucks here laying six and a half now will for the game.
4: Yeah, and we joked earlier, even though Milwaukee's not like a hotbed in terms of partying, these NBA guys, they get into cities late, their games go late, their body clocks are different. So, to, you know, they're usually getting up, I would think, around this time. They're playing games until, you know, midnight, flying. Uh, they're night creatures, they're night owls. So, to be playing this early in the morning, uh, you huh. figure it might throw off the offense. So, that was a good handicap by you. I wish I tailed. Uh, as far as anything now, I, I guess Milwaukee hangs on. I'm just not impressed watching the Suns. Without Durant, this team is. Is pretty yeah. thin, and you can really shrink the floor on them uh, when you're, you're just putting out a bunch of non-shooters on there. Kogi's a good defensive player; he can't shoot. It's just, it's a lot of non-entities on offense, and that's going to shrink the court even without Giannis. Milwaukee's got enough length defensively to uh, to make it tough on Phoenix. So, if I had to make a bet, I guess I'd just uh, take Milwaukee. What do we have? A pick him in the second half? Yeah, Milwaukee uh, plus pick a half. Him a to,
3: yeah, pick him to plus a half. Most shops right now it's a Phoenix minus yeah. a half for the second half. Totals 118. Correlates to 217 for the game. And my play was yeah, 232 number. and a half uh, under. Uh, do I want a middle 15 point? win? no, I don't know. What's your threshold that you usually look for? If you're, if you're talking uh, NBA, you're trying to middle there.
4: Uh, I mean, it all depends because you don't want to turn a loser into a push. Exactly. You know, it, def- yeah. it depends how big the bet is, what I feel on the game. It's there's a bunch of different variables, but yeah. that's a tough feeling when you have a, the game handicapped perfectly. You have the under say, all right, I'm going to get greedy here. Go for middle. And you end up canceling your own win and just have to pay the juice. That's a tough one. So I'm with. Not you. sure how big the bet with it is. So I don't know. What are you? Are you not, thinking about going for a middle? Look, here? I
3: did. I no. Look, I did not move the number. Okay, <laughs> let's put it that way. Did
4: not move the number with my under yeah. two thirty
3: two and a half, even though it came back down a point. Now I'm. I'm, and it's something I've tried to focus in on more, uh, just from the you know from the general handicapping perspective, where it's so I find myself as you know a numbers based analytic guy, so tempting where you know you're watching a game play out and you go sweet like I've got the best of the number now by 15 points it's got to regress right so I want yeah. to I, wanna, I re, you know those middles get so so tempting but I've I've definitely fallen fell into that trap in the past where I've played myself out of winners just because I got too cute tried to lock in a middle and then the game just kept going in the you know the first direction <laughs> that that I was already on uh, and am looking right now I mean circa where I'm at just took a big bet to the second half under I just dropped a full point and it's juiced to the under all the way down to 117 for the second half so just because you have a, a big middle and because it's sexy and we might talk about it in the betting space right. that hitting middles are awesome doesn't mean you should just blindly try to attack those just because you have the opportunity and have double digits to work with.
4: Yeah, interesting. Uh, you said Circa took a big bet on the under? Circa moved a full point, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if somebody's betting a second half total for big money, that's probably a, a sharper bet. So uh, most people, most recreational bettors aren't betting you know, second half totals, especially the under, I wouldn't think. so. What makes you say that's that? That's interesting. Though? I mean, just a just a hunch. I don't know. Just, just
3: a, a hunch, hunch that I, uh, that Joe yeah. Blow's not walking in. Uh, oh, hey, let me get down. Uh, let me get down a few large on second half under in Celtics <laughs> right. box. That's just a hunch. Yeah. Uh, the game that is coming up in about forty minutes, right after we go off the air, Brooklyn Nets Atlanta Hawks. Seeing that, really, the movement has not been all that stark. At least on the on the side perspective, Hawks have remained about a five and a half point favorite. Some books that were at five earlier have now joined BetMGM and the rest of the shops at five and a half total is getting some uh, getting some play though right now sitting anywhere from 233 to 234 as we look around the market will john collins upgraded to probable with the concussion symptoms and so that's been the big move here with the total opening 229 some shops circa is up five points from the opener up to 234 so that's your significant mover in brooklyn and atlanta to get things started in about an hour there from atl
4: yep i like brooklyn it's just a, a classic spot for me where like I, I said i don't love playing sides there's exceptions i can play one every day or two you know a couple here and there um yeah, i do like the nets here i just think when you lose by 50 or you're down by 50 at some point on friday you get completely embarrassed this goes for the nfl too you get completely embarrassed two things happen the market overreacts a little bit and uh you, you get a motivated team the next time out so You would think Brooklyn, that's an embarrassing score when you're getting doubled up when it's 92-46, whatever it was the other night. You're going to come out with your best effort tonight. Uh, They were able to rest their guys in the fourth fourth quarter, so uh, fatigue won't be an issue here playing two road games in three days. I think the Nets are feisty in this game. I could see them Mm -hmm. being competitive. Obviously not a great team now with all the stars gone, but it's still a bunch of 3 and D wing guys. They play decent defense. Bridges is a good player. Claxton's a good player, so uh, I'll take the five and a half here. And keep in mind, for the Hawks, game number two, after firing Nate McMillan, they got the big boost
3: in a win over Cleveland. Admittedly, Cleveland was on the second half of a back-to-back, and that was just an uncompetitive game Friday night uh, in Atlanta. I I just wonder when this Quinn Snyder deal is going to happen. It's it's so usually, Will, when these reports come out, it's essentially a done deal, and it's announced almost right away. The report from Adrian Wojnarowski came on Friday that the Hawks and Snyder were progressing on talks to make him the next coach of the franchise. They figured it would be decided over the weekend. I saw a report from a Bleacher Report last night that they were expecting the deal to be finalized today. So kind of odd that uh, that the Hawks, it's its just assumed by everybody this is going to happen, but yet it hasn't become official yet.
4: Right, and Snyder's a guy who's looked at as one of the hot commodities, one of the hot free agent coaches, did a really good job in Utah. I think he's well-regarded or widely regarded as a top 10 or so coach in the league. If I were him, I would not take the Atlanta job. That's not a great job. Young's a, a good player. He's not a great player. He's not good, any good on defense. They traded all those picks for Murray. I mean, you're just sort of locked into, you know, we talk about it all the time. NBA purgatory, the treadmill of mediocrity where, all right, you're a playing team, a good year. You're a six seed. I know they had that great run to the conference finals a couple of years ago, but like if I have my pick of the litter here for jobs, I don't, I don't I'm not tripping over myself to get this Atlanta job. I don't have, you know, Giannis or Embiid or the Celtics roster. I'm just sort of, you know, playing to get out of the playing every year. I, I don't love this job here for Atlanta.
3: It's a team that's 30 and 30. Don't discount the job that interim coach Joe Prunty is doing. Former legendary uh, Bucks interim coach. Yes, I remember that Joe Prunty, who is, uh, who is also uh, fun fact head coach of the great Britain national team. Joe
4: Prunty. Don't sleep on Joe Mm -hmm. Prunty. Okay. I had a future on them that year. They fired their coach and I was like a year ahead of it. I was like, I love Giannis. You know, I think they traded. Who did they trade for? Eric Bledsoe. I was like, this team can make a run. The East isn't that great. And, they really should have been in Boston. I think it was 2017 into 18, where they, the series went seven. Yeah. And I think the next year they took off and, and became this team that they are now. But so I'm familiar with uh, with Mr. Prunty. Yeah,
3: if familiar. Yes, with Mr. Prunty. Yeah, the, and the Jason Kidd year, where you had you know the season, the Jason Kidd years, I should say, where the year before yeah. that, Buck, Bucks are up two zero on Toronto, the year the Raptors won the title, They're up two zero. And uh, Game Toronto. Three
4: was overtime or double overtime. They double had Every overtime. opportunity yes. to win that game. Absolutely. Went to
3: overtime. I was, I was, uh, I was at one of those games when the Bucks scored like seventy points at home, just completely laid an egg. After the series went back to Milwaukee, it was tied two two. Uh, Bucks completely fell apart, and uh, and the Raptors ended up winning four straight games, and that ended up eventually being one of the final straws for Jason Kidd, who was fired mid season uh, the next year. So anyway. All I'm saying is Joe Prunty. Show the the guys some respect. He's been been there before as an interim head coach, but the the reports were that for Atlanta and Quinn Snyder, they were prepared, the front office was, to offer him a significant uh, contract, a significant amount of money as well. We'll see when that deal uh, gets finalized. But uh, that's the game coming up at 3 p.m. on the East Coast. There's also a couple other games that start at 3.30 p.m. Eastern. In our final segment of the show, we'll get Will's thoughts on this Lakers-Maverick spot where... Money continues to come in on Dallas up to four and a half at multiple books. Total now 235 and a half. See what uh, Will wants to do with this game. Looking for some value on the over in Lakers and Mavericks. So we'll discuss that as we close the show, as well as some in game college basketball. Up next, though, Von Dalzell. He was with us yesterday. He's the analyst for NBC Sports, who has some more college hoops to share with us and his NBA plays for tonight. Always great to have Von on the show. He stops by next right here on Live Bet Sunday.
0: Sunday on Vsan, the sports betting network.
3: If you're looking for a betting edge on the NHL, NBA, or college basketball, the Vsan experts have got you covered. Become a Vsan Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. Vsan Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by Vsan show hosts and guests, tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, Vsan betting guides for the biggest games of the season where our experts break down brackets best bets and daily props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit vsin.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99. That is vsin.com slash subscribe. A whole lot going on right now in the the world of college basketball and the NBA. So we welcome you back with Will Hill from Connecticut. I'm Ben Wilson, a final in D.C. Will. So much for all that steam on Patrick Ewing's Hoyas in his final home game as head coach. 88-68. Providence runs away with it. Georgetown doesn't even cover the second half after getting that game to within 10. Uh, so a 20 point win Providence closed as low as six in some spots and a good lesson to, the, to, uh, to betters. will. obviously easy to say in retrospect, but some narratives have more weight than others. And the whole uh, Georgetown's going to play hard just because it's Ewing's final home game. Uh, did not look that way.
4: I have a better chance of coaching Georgetown next year than Patrick Ewing does. And that was probably <laughs> a fitting end to the regular season. Uh, tough. Look,
3: gave us that great 2020 Big East tournament run, which allowed us to fade Georgetown in the first round of the, uh, the, the NCAA tournament. So we'll always be grateful. Uh, to Patrick Ewing for that. Uh, we continue the college basketball discussion right now with Vaughn Dalzell. He was with us yesterday. We convinced him to come back again today. Great to see you, Vaughn. Uh, works for NBC Sports as a betting analyst and is working. Uh, look at that. Look at that lovely fit, man. I like the suit today on USA Network. You'll see him at halftime of the Duquesne-Davidson game. That's uh, right now Davidson up 17-13. So you're, first off, Vaughn, you come in here, you're, you're outdressing both of us by a wide margin. Uh, how is the, this uh, this 8-10 matchup broken down so far for you?
6: Uh, Well, you see, Davidson's got a little bit of a lead to start out the game, but I still think this is a good spot for Duquesne to uh, get the victory. Davidson was at home for the last two games, and now they're making their road trip. They have another road game scheduled, too, this week. But I look at Duquesne, top 125 in both offensive and defensive efficiency. They're the highest rated A-10 team in Bartorvik's rankings this month. Uh, You know, they have a lot of scores, and you look at minute continuity, Duquesne, besides St. Bonaventure, Duquesne has the least amount of minutes back from last season. But they're chasing another twenty-win uh, season here under Keith Danbrad. So I've loved what I've seen from Duquesne. Mm. I think the Dukes get the win. So I, I play the live money line right now, which is uh, you're getting some good odds there, and you're getting a plus one and a half. So uh, we all know college basketball how these teams come back. Yeah,
3: a little plus
4: one fifteen there, uh, Will. That could maybe entice you here as a, as another live bet. Might have to jump in. It doesn't take too much to uh, to you know convince me to jump in. But Vaughn, <laughs> the eight ten, it's not a typical year for them. Is this a one-bid league, and uh, is there a team in the conference tournament here you think can make a run and, and steal a bid?
6: Yeah, we just we just did our piece. I'm with uh, Paul Burmeister today. He's the GOAT. He's been uh, teaching me a few things, but we I like VCU. There's a four-way tie now. St. Louis, uh, Fordham or three-way tie. St. Louis, Fordham uh, are the two big teams, I think, that are making a run for it. Dayton would be the other one, but I think this is a one automatic bid league. I don't think we're going to see two teams get in. St. Louis has been Awesome from perspective of passing the ball, forcing turnovers. But I don't see them quite as good as VCU has been. And then Dayton is a team that's getting healthier. But their loss yesterday was definitely an eye-opener, a bit of a head-scratcher. I didn't expect them to drop that game at all. But they're a team that has a losing record on the road in neutral court, 6-8. and eight. And it's just hard to get a lot of these teams in a small conference when they can't win mm-hmm. on the road. Um, and they don't have the best non-conference schedule as well. So I think it's a one-team league. I think VCU
3: is that one team. Yeah, it's a shame on Dayton, who had a lot of things to like coming in for head coach Anthony Grant. But, and they had their opportunities, right? Like went to UNLV, lost. Had Wisconsin, mm-hmm. NC State, BYU in their Thanksgiving tournament. Lost all three games. And it just has not really materialized. Lose yeah. at home to a pretty mediocre George Mason team uh, yesterday. So both... Dayton and SLU, each with 10 losses this year. You felt like at the start of the year could have been a two-bid league, but uh, VCU looking like the top team there. So, Vaughn, we'll check you out halftime. It's great because we're going to get off air here soon. We'll pop on. uh, We'll have USA here. It's on at Circa, which is like a 100-foot screen. So... Don't don't get uh, nervous or anything, Vaughn. But you are, you know, your your face is going to be uh, all over the Circus Sportsbook by, <laughs> behind us here in a few minutes. Uh, as far as the games that you're also following, uh, a for for right now and then for later today. So uh, both you and and Will were looking to Michigan. Now this line did move pretty significantly, all the way up to six for Michigan at close from minus five, 20 to sixteen Wisconsin right now. Is this another spot you'd maybe look for for a little in-game plus money there on on uh, Michigan?
6: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's a Big Ten home team. Uh, it's really all you need to know in Big Ten betting. You saw Ohio State, maybe the worst Big Ten team. They got the victory at home today over Illinois, which uh, we saw that line movement come down very hard in Ohio State's direction from six to four points. And we see Michigan, like you said, moving up from five to six points. This is a situation where both these teams are first four and last four and last four out. Um, but when you look at the month of February, Michigan's been the better team number nine in Bartorvik's rankings. Wisconsin's been 42nd. Um, Wisconsin's three road wins in conference play haven't been that good. Uh, two OT wins at Penn State and at Iowa. And the other one was against Ohio State, the team that we just talked about not being good, but 56% free throw shooting, 31% from three. I want nothing to do with Wisconsin. I like Michigan in this game. Yeah, they're down early, but like we said, we all know how college basketball is. You want to take the underdogs uh, early because uh, they all come back and win. So I like the Big Ten home teams. They're hitting over seventy percent this month. I'm gonna keep riding that.
3: Yeah, I'm on minus one sixty now, uh, their money line.
4: Bond
6: That's
3: speaking good
4: for me. of <laughs> yeah. speaking of big ten home teams, Penn State has shot the lights out of the basketball recently. Rutgers has played terribly this last month. Do you think that continues here, Penn State yeah. uh laying a short place uh laying a short price against Rutgers today?
6: Yeah, I've, I've been seeing this line fluctuate a little bit. Will the money line more than anything go back and forth between like one forty to one fifty to one sixty and I don't necessarily know, one second, my AirPods came out, but I don't, don't necessarily know um, how we, to back Rutgers. They've been a team that, since they've lost their big, one, big man, Margot, uh, they just haven't been that good, to be honest with you. And Penn State's won three straight games. Uh, and like you said, they shot the lights out. They had 93 points against Illinois, 75 or more against Ohio State and Minnesota, two of the worst teams in the Big Ten. Uh, but Rutgers, the team that's on the road, not nearly as good. So again, give me Penn State, another Big Ten home team.
3: Four of five losses now for, uh, for Rutgers. If you, if you go back to the the Indiana game on February the 7th, it's been a tough month uh, there for uh, for Steve Peichel and Rutgers. 17 and 11 right now for the Scarlet Knights. As we're again joined by Von Dalzell at V Money Sports is where you can find him. NBC Sports betting analyst. You'll see him at halftime there on USA Network of the a big A-10 game going on right now uh, between Duquesne and Davidson. Uh, Davidson up six, so you can still... Now you can get plus three and a half on uh, on Duquesne Live. Maybe a little uh, shot there on the Dukes. As far as the NBA today, Vaughn, will transition there with a big marquee showdown coming up in about an hour. LA Lakers go to Dallas as Kyrie Irving, Luka Doncic take on the Lakers. Very high uh, total now as the number continues to move up towards the half, 236 range. How would you look to attack our marquee matchup here in the NBA?
6: We're going to head with another player prop. I gave you guys Joel Embiid over 30 and a half last night. I think he scored 41 points, something crazy. Uh, We're going to go with Kyrie Irving. This is an interesting line because when I looked at Kyrie Irving's points, his assists and points and assists props, they were very sharp. Kyrie Irving has only scored more than 25 points against LeBron James once in his entire career, one time. His line's at 25 and a half. So I think Kyrie will get buckets today, but I think the assist prop is the better angle, whether it's taking over five and a half assists or pegging that on with his points to get over 31 and a half points in assists. That would be also another good way to go about it, in my opinion, because this month, the Lakers have allowed the third most assists in the NBA. Overall in the season, they're a bottom 10 team in that category. And you just look at who's going to be playing today. D'Angelo Russell's probably not going to be in. So that means Dennis Schroeder is going to guard Kyrie Irving. That puts a smile on my face. So it must Mm -hmm. put a smile on Kyrie Irving's face. Uh, Schroeder's one of the worst rated defensive point guards in the NBA and on the Lakers. So, yeah, I like Kyrie Irving to go over his points and assists or his assist line in general. Um, Very sharp line, so expected to come down to the very end, which this last two games they have. I've been over his five and a half assists, and they have been sweaty.
4: Vaughn, I'll make you feel a little better. Michigan has taken a two-point lead here, so 22-20 Michigan. And Michigan, a bubble team, Wisconsin, a bubble team. Two weeks from now, we're going to be a few hours away from a selection show. Give me a bubble team that you think can make a run, elite eight, maybe final four uh, in terms of the tournament here.
6: A bubble team, man. Well, bubble team's a lot tougher than a sleeper, in my opinion. But if I'm going to give you a team, let's look at my rankings real quick. Um, there is some teams like, I want to make a note of NC State, uh, Pittsburgh, Northwestern. These teams have been playing a lot better uh, of, of recently, but if you're talking about a team that could really make some noise, um, I'm really a big fan of Texas A&M right now. Um, I do like what I've seen from Northwestern. These two teams are top 20 in Bartorvik over the past month, over the last six weeks as well, so these teams have been streaking. Kentucky right now is the number three ranked team in all of Bartorvik. Uh, for the past month, so the Wildcats have been um, really coming into their own, in my opinion, and Sweebway has been a dominant animal on the boards lately. So I really like Kentucky, too, as another team. And if you guys want to – you couldn't call them a sleeper because Gonzaga's been Gonzaga. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, they're having a down year, but they've been playing the best basketball of the season in the last seven or eight games. So definitely keep an eye out for Gonzaga as well. And if you're looking for a team to fade that could be a one or two seed, it's the Purdue Boilermakers. Don't look any farther. Of course. It's just uh, of course. Painful. <laughs> totally with <laughs> yeah.
3: it. Mark market down on, on Purdue. A lot of options certainly with the teams on the bubble this year who could potentially make deep runs given the wide open nature of college basketball. Uh, Von Dalzell joining us here on Live Bet Sunday. Great as always to see you, Von. Looking sharp. Looking forward to your halftime hit on the uh, on the on the USA Network with the A10 game. So thanks as always. We appreciate it.
6: I uh, appreciate you guys for having me. And fun fact about when you watch the, uh, the halftime show, I'll be standing on a block of wood. Today. <laughs> <that much fun.
3: laughs> got to match up with Paul over there. i uh, said <laughs> that those are the behind the scenes things that the, we don't know normally, but yeah, a little inside baseball on the TV front. Uh, we love that. All right. Big development in the golf. Eric Cole is making his move. Will Hill will update that next
0: and some final thoughts as we go out.
5: <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSAN, the Sports Betting
0: Network.
3: Even a wager that misses can still be a slam dunk with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Place an NBA one-game parlay wager with four legs or more, and if you miss one leg, you'll receive up to $25 back in bonus bets. Just opt into this promotion on BetMGM's app or website. With one-game parlay, you can make selections within a single NBA game, including team and player props. So go ahead and take your favorite NBA star to score big, the home team to cover, and the over in points. Opt into the promotion. Then place an NBA one game parlay wager of four legs or more, and you'll get up to $25 back in bonus bets if you miss one leg. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as is non withdrawal bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. We're back for the final time on Live Bet Sunday. Back with Will Hill. I'm Ben Wilson. Eric Cole, Will Hill, as soon as you made, as soon as you got in live, he has started to make a move. um, And then I just jinxed it because he... Come on, Ben. Damn it. Come on. Really? What'd he do? Well, he made like a 50-foot unreal birdie putt over multiple undulations to tie Chris Kirk at 14 under and move basically into, into a tie on the odds board. Cole was down to plus 160, Kirk plus 120, and right as I'm teeing this up, I'm all excited, Will, and then he just goes snap hook on a on a mid iron into the par <sighs> four fifth. That thing is that ball is wet, and he's going to drop at least one shot here. So okay,
4: my bad. All right, my bad. It's all good. Hey, I'm not. I, I, I was so excited for you for everybody. I know. I jumped on it plus six fifty small. Uh, these guys with bigger tickets, I feel worse for. So that's uh, man, that's what you sign up for when you you make these bets at big prices, you can get your hopes up and just get dashed. Wow, and, uh, that happened quick. That's a tough I mean, that was
3: a horrible swing. Like <laughs> We're talking like 20 yards left of target, like way, way into the water. So
4: Michigan up seven now, by the way. Well, that was a furious comeback.
3: As Will wants to quickly change the subject. I know Yeah, Jeremy Wengler, our technical director, who is one of the people on Eric Cole plus 125. Uh, I, I can tell, giving me the middle finger through our... Uh, you know, our I can't see him through the Maybe opaque even glass window, but I'm yeah, probably... Probably both. So, uh, final updates here as we go around the board in college basketball, and we have more live bet Sunday still to come. It is Jeff Parles and Jared Smith. I believe I have that pairing right coming up. They are at the South Point here in Las Vegas. They've got you covered for the next few hours, as uh, so they'll take you home through all the rest of the college and NBA action. Michigan 31, Wisconsin 24, and Michigan was down pretty significantly early in the game. So you had a chance to get Michigan about as uh, about even money. On the money line, now they're up to eight and a half point live favorites, oh, 130 sure, yeah. and a half now the total. 15 to four run, Will, over the last five plus minutes.
4: Yeah, I, I mean, I do this to myself. I'm sure people out there can relate where you don't make a bet. I thought about, you know, maybe take Michigan first half as we were talking it through, but the game had already started and I, I just let it go. And now I'm sitting here just sort of hate watching this as Michigan is going to cover <laughs> the first half. They're going to go in. I mean, they're up seven with the ball on, on my screen here. So they're in, they're in pretty good shape. At, uh kind of a one. Yeah, nine now. It's been kind of a mundane slate here uh, in terms of these college games, honestly. As we haven't gotten great games. I mean, it's hard to duplicate what we got that's, yesterday, which was just say. an incredible day. I mean, all day, buzzer beaters. How about the Miami Florida State game where you had two made threes in the final, like three or four seconds? So a uh, little bit of a, a snoozer today. We got Milwaukee. Phoenix is close now. I think you're in good shape with your underups Two eleven is the live total. So as long as you avoid overtime, you're in good shape there. Feel pretty good
3: there. Bucks 73 Suns 69 final two minutes of the third quarter. Four and a half is the live number for Milwaukee two, I'm, as low as two 10 and a half right now in the live market uh, on the total there for the suns and the bucks. Just updating the, uh, the box score and what we're seeing so far, both teams shooting woefully in the first half yet. Yeah. You know, the pace was at least fast enough to counteract some of that, but only 40 combined points in the second quarter. We're at 43 combined points in the third quarter with 2.13 still to go. So there has not been much to like. Bucks 8 of 32 from 3 today. Suns just 6 of 19. So it has not exactly gotten better. And uh, and a grinded out low scoring game so far. Uh, yeah, that 2.32 and half. We're liking where we're at. But again, never, never under until it is over.
4: I will. So we'll continue.
3: to that. I didn't wait on know that
4: the, the Applebee's in Milwaukee was that lit, where it's gonna just be that much of an attraction the <laughs> night before, and these guys were out partying.
3: You know what? It wasn't the Applebee's. It's it's the Cops, uh, and I don't mean like policemen. It's K O P P S, which is like the custard place, like in Milwaukee. Oh, you know, okay. We there are people. Some cities have nightclubs. We have custard uh, restaurants. You know, like it, it's a different it's a different thing in Milwaukee. But Cops, uh, which you have to go to if you're in uh, in Milwaukee. Yeah, you can like you can get into a. I mean the, the home of Culvers as well Milwaukee like you can get yourself okay. into like a 16 hour food coma if you're not careful and you know if you yeah. got a basketball game the next day at noon
4: right I'm sure Phoenix wasn't delighted to go from beautiful Arizona in the middle of winter here to Milwaukee to get off a plane and play a game but uh yeah it's been uh, been an interesting game like I said if once we see Durant and Giannis we'll, we'll really know more specifically about the Suns and wouldn't be shocked at all if we see this matchup come again, coming uh, mm-hmm. you know, in June in the finals.
3: Uh, more line movement coming up on these games about to tip off. This will be in 40 minutes from now. Lakers-Mavericks, the second game of the ABC National Doubleheader. Mavs getting steamed. Will, uh, any, any surprise there with both the, with all? I mean, all the stars are in the game, but public
4: getting behind Kyrie Irving, Luka Doncic, and the Mavericks up to five now at a couple of books, mostly still four and a halves market-wide. Is that news on D'Angelo Russell? Is he worth half a point? I wouldn't think so, but it's not impossible. I'm not sure. Russell ruled out uh, about a yeah. half hour ago,
3: but he was already doubtful coming into the game D'Angelo Russell right. for the Lakers. I, I just assume that was pretty much baked into the line. Uh, the total has continued to rise two thirty five and a half and a half now. the low mar- watermark as high as 236. Uh, so you looked for some value there on that total will what direction did you go for?
4: Yeah, I like the over Um, to me. I'm just playing anytime Luca and Kyrie are going to play, I'm going to play the over. They're going to be basically on stop one offense and they're going to give most of it back on defense. Uh, I I wish D'Angelo Russell were playing because he'd be good for my over because he is one of these players where he's really good on offense and he's not a good defender. So uh, I wish, wish he was in there, but to me, Dallas is going to get there 120, 130, and a lot of these teams, They are going to be unstoppable on offense. Kyrie seems like, you know, he's on his best behavior, new spot. He's sort of in the mood and playing nice so far. Uh, But they're going to score plenty. They're going to give up plenty. I think this game will be in the 240. So I'm looking for a track meet here. Do not blame you whatsoever
3: for looking that direction. Uh, The game tonight, the other marquee game, neither of us have a pregame play, but it's worth mentioning this Clippers Nuggets matchup, which will be the final game tonight, uh, 10 p.m. on the East Coast, where did get some injury news just coming out here in the last half hour. Aaron Gordon ruled out with a rib injury tonight for Denver officially. And Jamal Murray, he is probable to go with a foot injury tonight. Uh, market, though, with the, with the Clippers and Nuggets game, it's shifted a, l- a little bit since open, seeing the, the money come in towards the Clippers from Nuggets opening minus four. Now three and a half. Uh, Clippers come off the double overtime, 176-175 loss to Sacramento Friday night. Now you go to altitude after playing 50 minutes yeah. of basketball. How will the Clippers respond to that? It's at least an interesting talking point.
4: Absolutely. That Nuggets money line looks pretty attractive. Minus 145. That's sort of a cheap money line for the three and a half. That's at least the line I'm looking at here uh, in front of me on my screen. And like you said, second game in three nights for the Clippers. They played that just absolute (laughs) uh, crazy game Friday night where it's 176, 175 double overtime. Now you got to play in altitude against the Denver team, who, by the way, has absolutely owned the Clippers ever since the bubble. So, I mean, this is, for whatever reason, it's been a really good matchup for Denver. Clippers have not been able to stop uh, Denver's offense. Jokic and Murray killed them in the bubble. And, and if you look at the head-to-head, Denver has dominated this matchup ever since. So I don't know if I'm missing something here with the Clippers. You never, you're, It's always dangerous to bet the Clippers too early. In the day, because you never know who's playing. But if you're fading yeah. them, uh, I don't think it's an issue. So I would lean towards Denver here. I might end up with a bet on Denver uh, the,
3: You have, yeah, the Nuggets. Look, it's not like the defensive numbers wow you. Thirteenth in defensive rating on the season right. not for the Nuggets. But it's more of how do you, how you apply that to the situational positions. You know, Nuggets and Nuggets have shown improvement recently. Top ten in defensive rating over the last 15 games. But you apply that to the situation. And you think, okay, could this be hard harder for defense to or for offense to come by for the Clippers? And will they just try and take Nikola Jokic out of the game and make some adjustments from the previous matchups where there was that ownage on the Denver side? I think about both of those things combined and look at a number that's two thirty five in the market. Like really it's the same, basically the same total as Lakers Mavericks? It seems a little steep.
4: Yeah, and in talking this out, the one thing I probably didn't mention that I should have: Denver did play on the road last night, so quick turnaround, too, second yeah. night of a back-to-back. But you figure Denver is going to be motivated. Denver got absolutely destroyed uh, in Memphis last night. There were some, there've been some strange results these first few nights, where a lot of blowouts between competitive teams. So maybe Denver, I mean, you could make the case they're tired, second night of a back-to-back. But you could also make the case, hey, they got destroyed last night and. They're going to look for a little bit of a better performance uh, at home tonight. Yeah, and as we wrap up, we'll be a, a fun
3: fourth quarter in Milwaukee, even though it's been a pretty sloppily played game between Phoenix and Milwaukee. But 75-72, Devin Booker at the line to make this a one-possession game as we go down the wire of the third quarter. Bucks laying four, actually now three and a half as we go to the fourth quarter, 2-0, six and a half the total. We'll see how it all works out there. And at least, uh, Eric... Triple pulled, overtime. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. If that happens, Will, you know you're going to be getting a very uh, angrily directed text, but uh, you just know that right away. Uh, Eric Cole, by the way, does save bogey. So, Cole, a stroke back of Chris Kirk through six holes. Still a lot of golf left to be played. Kirk minus 125 live. Cole plus 280. Uh, Will, this has been an absolute blast, man. I know we'll we'll connect uh, here soon, but great to be with you for six hours over the last two days.
4: I don't know how you did it. Uh, I think you deserve a raise, but this was a lot of fun, man. Appreciate it. Of course. Hey, of course. Look,
3: hanging out, dude. It's, it's easy. Easy work. Uh, thanks to Ellie Bauman, our producer as well, and the whole team here at the Circus Sportsbook Studio behind the glass, uh, helping make us look as good as humanly possible. That's, uh, that's a big big part of these shows here. We continue with Live Bet Sunday, but it's Jeff Parles and Jared Smith. They've got you covered over at South Point here in Las Vegas, as we say so long on Beaston. I heart.